hurt, pain, struggle? How will my story end? Spoiler alert, with God getting all the glory. Let's explore that. Hello and welcome to the Exploring Recovery Podcast. This is the podcast that takes a closer look at a life lived in recovery. I'm your host, Shane Sosykic. It is February 24th, 2022, and since my last episode, I've really been struggling with this irrational fear that I will turn into some workaholic if I go all in on my projects, even this podcast. It is strange that I feel this way, and while I don't know where it stems from, I do recall my extreme nature of all work and no play, but then all play and no work, struggling really to maintain a balance. I am excited to share that I'm close to finishing my second step study. The journey continues and have finished my testimony, which I'll be sharing later this year. It will be the first time sharing it in public, and despite my theater and public speaking training, I'm still a bit nervous. However, being nervous isn't exactly a bad thing. It was once said to me that this director would be nervous before every one of his broadcasts. See, what he used to do is work for, this guy was a professional director, and he would choose which scenes would happen on a live broadcast, uh, typically sports. And he would say, no matter what show I went into, no matter on what level, I was still nervous before every show. If he wasn't nervous, that meant that something was wrong. And most of the time, he was correct. So despite feeling nervous, I still am kind of excited to be able to finally share my story. As I always kind of say from Colonel Grossman's book on combat, pain shared is pain divided. I also want to take a second and touch base with um, everybody listening to these because I've, I've kind of had a structuring issue in my brain. I wanted to do these yearly thankfulness videos, which will be coming out uh, pretty soon, that just kind of cover a reflection upon um, 2020 and 2021 in terms of the things I'm thankful for. And then I kind of got this idea, you know, what would really be great is if I go and make that kind of the yearly kickoff for each new season. Now, each new season, I'm just kind of calling that a year of my life. So as 2020 came to a close, we kind of tackled some of the content from that year at the beginning of season one. And as 2022 kicks off, I'm thinking what would really be good is to start off with the thankfulness video and then go right into this year's. So technically this is content for season two, but without trying to be too confusing, I'm going to just start doing it that way moving forward. And while this is technically part of season one, what we're going to do moving forward is really kind of lump the rest of the year in with season two and kind of go with it. So. With that out of the way, let's get down to business with today's episode. After graduation, I went back into the workforce. I went to live with my dad, and I developed a small social circle of terrible young men who taught me only how to break boundaries with the people around me. And while on the job, I met a woman and thought I fell in love with a married woman with four kids. I threw myself and everything I had into this relationship. What would follow was a codependent, toxic relationship that destroyed me emotionally, relationally, and financially. 
I felt the sting of being cheated on. I felt the loss of a child when she got pregnant, miscarried, got pregnant again, only to realize that the child was not mine. I broke under the heartbreak of betrayal when, in an effort to break us up, my dad decided to sleep with my girlfriend. I tell you what, when my girl told me about it, I, uh, I grabbed my sword and I'd have killed my father that day if God hadn't have stopped me. And finally, I felt the shame of regret when I gave in to this anger and rage that I've been holding in for so long towards this woman and assaulted her. I had just taken her out to dinner, and this is while she was still pregnant. And I kept asking her, are you going to give me the money back that I loaned you? And she just wouldn't tell me. I'd gotten so angry that I, well, the day after I crossed that line, I was so eaten up with anxiety. You know, I grew up thinking that I was an honorable man, a good person, but here I was giving into this anger and aggression. On a back road in southern Illinois, I grabbed my girlfriend's face and shook her because I was so angry. Well, I realized that I don't get away with things, so it was time to take some responsibility. I walked myself down to the local community resource center and enlisted into a program called Men Challenging Violence. This was my first look at any kind of recovery, but without God in it, it didn't stick around. In October 2006, after several years of going from one job to another, I made a decision about what I was going to do with my life. When I'd found out my girlfriend at the time had gotten pregnant, I thought I was going to go in the military. But after that relationship ended, and my subsequent relationship ended in spectacular failure, I couldn't function well under the stress and strain of simply living. So much so that I decided that I needed some sort of help. My mother's idea was to check into a psychiatric unit. And after the doctor's assessment that I was just simply depressed and this all could be fixed with medication, I was put on Lexapro and zombied out. I figured, well, there go my chances of ever getting into the military because they, they explicitly say that you can't get in with those kind of things in your past. So I had a hard look at what I was good at. And I remember uh, growing up, I'd been a gamer all my life. And there's one thing I was good at, I was doing voices. So I said, well, you got to make a decision, let's go. So I decided that I was going to be a voice actor. Went down to my local community theater, auditioned, terrifying experience, but this is what I was going to do. My mind was made up. I eventually went to college. I majored in theater performance and film studies. Things were looking up. I met my future wife at Walmart. I felt like God had put us together. We dated for a year or two before eventually getting married. But while we dated, she had brought me to her church, and that church helped me grow closer to God in ways I can't even begin to imagine. You see, at that point, I just I simply stank at religion. And this place was a much-needed, eye-opening experience as to what a relationship with God and Jesus actually looked like. After the wedding and the honeymoon, I was determined to be a good leader and father figure to her two kids. My determination, however, only successfully produced an atmosphere of fear around the house. My ex-wife would often use the term walking on eggshells. I was unaware of my highly critical and dismissive conditioning molded into place by my mom. I realized too late that my mindset was setting me up for disaster. I believed that what my family did would then reflect poorly on me. 
and any of their poor choices would end up causing this shame of being embarrassed to then, of course, drive up feelings of anger. And in turn, I would employ manipulative control habits in order to deal with the situation. And as my marriage continued, I grew more and more violent. I tried. I tried really hard to get this anger under control. And with God's help, yes, it, it was working. But it wasn't enough to save my marriage. And it all came crashing down one night. See, I was on my way to go to bed. And as I made my way upstairs, I, I turned to my stepson's room. And I saw the light on. This is about one in the morning. This kid was notoriously hard to get up in the mornings. And as I opened the door, several sets of circumstances, things that should have been done that weren't done, exploded in my mind. And for the first time in um, our marriage, I hurt my stepson out of anger. About a day later, I ended up going to jail. I was being charged with child abuse by injury. And I know full well what they do to child abusers in the jail system. And for 32 terrifying days, I wondered if I was going to make it out of there alive. The whole trip ended up being an amazing experience that grew my relationship with God. I want to be tried by fire? <laughs> well, they was opening up the furnace for me. God was with me during that whole journey, keeping me safe. It's in jail that I had this divine encounter with the Lord. And I learned firsthand just how much he loves me. I would essentially call that my coming to Jesus moment. Now, only by the grace of God did I make it through jail alive. I was put on probation after that, and I was taken in by a good friend from work. My life, well, it continued to fall apart after that. See, I couldn't get a job because this deferred sentence I now had still marked me as a felon. I couldn't get a job at even the most common of places, a hamburger shop, restaurant, nothing. No one would take me in. I also had developed social anxiety and agoraphobia, uh, the fear of leaving the house. I lost most of my relationships. People that I'd known for years turned their backs on me. I was reaping what I'd sowed. Now I was going through a divorce. But, but God, all I had left was my faith and God's promises. And really, that's all I needed. I knew that I had issues, and I knew that I didn't want to be a slave to them forever. So I decided to get some help, which would eventually lead me to celebrate recovery. You see, I was on this new path, actively engaging every and all past hurts, habits, and hangups. This engagement, this process, it, it isn't easy. It may look like it, but it took a lot of time, persistency, and consistency. And I still have issues and problems that need working out. I spent years following the steps outlined in the CR program without actually having been to a CR. I'd done quite well for myself in the years after jail, going to therapy, going to different programs that I knew of. But in the last few years, I felt that I was falling back into my old habits. And I desperately didn't want that. And it just so happened that God recently placed me at a new church which just so happened to have a CR program. So I jumped into my first step study and I got to work. I connected with the material and realized that by the Holy Spirit's leading, I'd been following the steps without even knowing it. It was confirmation that I was on the right path. And over the course of the next year or so, I made the choice to continue to be open and honest about who I was, what I did, and who I wanted to be, a man of God. I made a choice to be upfront about everything. 
no matter how embarrassing it was, big or small, I refused to harbor my mistakes any longer. So each week, I met with the men in my group, and I shared my struggles. And in turn, I sat and listened to theirs. I helped them heal with my ears, because pain shared is pain divided. It was such a freeing experience. As it is written, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. James 5.16. Even after that first 12-step ended, I realized that this work, it was only the beginning. There were so many other character defects that needed attention. I still struggle with stewarding this loneliness that I feel sometimes. Self-gratification, ruminating, aggressive thoughts, and the paranoia of being accused. It was also in that first 12-step that I realized that it was time to give back, pouring into others as God had poured into me, mentoring others through my story. As it is written, therefore go and make disciples, Matthew 28, 19. In the past few years, I've been laying the foundation for a podcast named Exploring Covering that continues my story, the story of a life lived in recovering. I continue to write my first book, 32 Glorious Days in Jails, detailing my life during jail and probation in hopes of providing a testimony of hope to those in and out of jail and to all who walk the recovery path, a path that acknowledges the need for Jesus in our lives every hour of every day. So for those fresh to the walk, I'll say this, make it a habit of showing up, even if it means just sitting out in the parking lot for five minutes, show up. What you hear here will take root and you will see change. As long as Christ is the center of your life, he will not leave you or forsake you. He will make you a new creation in Christ. This is my story. It's not over, but I do hope that it helps with your own walk. Thank you for letting me share. As it is written, for lack of knowledge, my people perish. I was perishing, but God. As much as I dislike being in jail, it brought me closer to God in such a way that I wouldn't change it for the world. I do regret my actions from time to time, but I've come to understand that I am no longer that person. Coming full circle, I looked myself up online. The local news website had my story posted there, and below the article, there were several comments from people on Facebook. Some pretty mean stuff for the most part. However, my former stepson had posted after several comments defending me. I was humbled. This past year or so, my sponsor asked me if I'd made amends to my ex-wife. I considered it, but as she had blocked me on most everywhere I could think of, I had had a second Facebook account for the purpose of Mob Wars, an old Facebook game. After contacting her there, she didn't respond, but my stepson did. I'd made a YouTube video just describing what had happened and where I was at and my hopes and my thoughts concerning all that. He told me that he had forgiven me fully and holds no ill will towards me. I continued to work on my recovery. The word recovery has several meanings, but the context I like to use the most is simply my need for Christ in my life every hour of every day. And apart from him, I can do nothing. I've just covered several years of me proving to myself that very fact. And that is going to do it for this episode of the Exploring Recovery Podcast. Come back next time as I will be going over the greatest moments from 2021 in our Count Your Blessings special that we started at the beginning of Season 1. 
and continuing that into this year. I know it's February, it's a bit late, but I wanted to start this year off reflecting over what God's done for me in the year 2021. Also, be sure to check out my blog at sopsychic.com for more resources and posts to help you in your journey. That's T-S-O-S-A-I-K-I-C-H.com. If you like what we're trying to do here, please subscribe and share it with someone that can help. Thanks again for listening. So long, and we'll talk again real soon.